What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Bad Days Podcast. Uh, I hope you missed us. It's been like, what, Isaiah, like three months, four months? It's been a little while. I don't yeah. think we, we, did we film one? We filmed one in January. One episode. Yeah, we filmed one, but it didn't, uh, it didn't uh, come out. No, it came out. Tech stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about we, something else. We, we yeah, filmed, you're right. We filmed you're right. an opening to 2021, and then I did the podcast with Natalie, and then took four months off stepped away uh not much change between those four months our lives are exactly identical nothing significant has has altered in the state of like what matters this podcast and entertainment yeah i'm um, just kidding i have a million followers now that somehow happened between then and there uh 1.4 almost 5 i'll probably hit 1.5 by the end of the week uh, or middle of the week at this point uh so that's new um isaiah you give us the uh the college update right semester before your final senior semester right yeah yeah it's um it's uh it's a lot to to process that this whole thing's over i've been looking forward to this um this whole experience uh for since i started high school <laughs> basically thinking like oh damn this is gonna be so much more fun and more free but um you know it's just a thing it's gonna it's just... pass and I'm really so, going to change fundamentally. Something fun to talk about. Um, <laughs> Isaiah was like, because of COVID and everything, this semester was the first semester he like signed up to do a lot more because he wanted to be involved more. He wanted to get to know people. And he decided to join a college choir, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which might be one of the poorest decisions I've heard in my life. Not because there's anything wrong with high school choral programs. There's not. We're all choir kids here. But um, the people who are taking choir in college – nine out of 10 times are not as sociable as most people are. And Isaiah wanted to, he joined for the social aspect, like not for singing. Homie sings on his own just fine. And uh, look, the, the people were nice and <laughs> yeah, it was just, sweet. he just didn't, he just didn't, uh, you know, it wasn't like, um, like it was, because it's just, you know, it, it's, it's hard when you're older. Yeah. I'm not old, but like when you're but older, like, like, whole, like form a whole other relationship with different people. It's just like, if there's that, and you got to remember, like, a high school choir. Well, in high school choir, you have a mix of people who love music, people who love an easy A, people who love the friends that are in choir. So you have this just this huge mix of people. In mm. collegiate choir, you have people who are music snobs. Yeah. That's it. It's really easy to stand out in, uh, in like, middle school and high school because no one really cares if you put even a slight bit of effort in. Everyone's gonna be I like, "Oh, you're so good." That. Okay, I don't want to hear you're that so bullshit incredible. from you because you literally have <laughs> one of the most incredible voices that any of us. And we've, oh, we, we've all talked about that. You like downplay it so much. It's the equivalent of like me when I'm always like, "I'm so lazy and I don't do anything." I say that all the time. I don't get anything done. And that's, it's like, that's actually not true. Though. <laughs> that's are, actually just contradicting reality. You're you have one of the most impeccable voices. And let's talk about the other musical thing you've been oh. working on. You write songs now. Yeah, yeah, I do write songs now. Out of nowhere. I'm writing one right now, actually. I, I just uh, just finished one today. You finished one? Um, Dude. Not, not like um, recording it, but I, I no, wrote No, but you finished it. I, I think for yeah. me, that's that's a, that's a finished producing. It's a whole separate deal. I've never finished producing a song. I've written several songs, but... Uh, Neither have I. <laughs> Dude, I can't fucking finish songs, though. I tried to write, I write the other day, and I like... I'll get like two verses and a chorus done, and then I will just leave it for three months. I wrote one in the beginning of, at the end of December, I wrote a song that I really liked. I wrote another mm. one in January, and then I started one last week, and they're all the exact same level mm. of done. <laughs> like they're all at the same part, and I can't. For me, um, I think I don't want to like over 
oversell the, the process because it only took like a like a few hours for me to write it down but i'm constantly in my mind having like different song ideas and, yeah. and, and forming them like over the month even when i'm not writing anything well, down so i'm not you know me i'm not a musician i'm genuinely just a guy who play has played music for a long time so it's, it's a whole different that's all moment. you gotta be yeah, well, but it, it's it's different. So my process is different. My process for songwriting is I just am emotional and I'll find chords that I like and then all of a sudden I write an entire song. Or more recently, I've been jotting down just sentences that are clever or something. And then like like I had this thought about something the other day and then uh, I wrote the lyric, I'm trying not to look upset, but you look so gorgeous in that dress. And I didn't do anything else with it. I have just wrote that down. I've played a couple Very chords. Very AJR. It's very, very AJR, but I, it's because I want to. I want it to be a song that's not about. It's like about a girl, but it's not all the way. But it's AJR writing is too complex and beautiful. Yeah, that's kind of like all of my songs are like it's ambiguous on the on the, on the subject matter, on the subject matter because like uh, I I haven't really been through too many traumatic things, but I have been through some things that uh. You know, they stuck with me. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like really melodramatic with the lyrics. So if you actually found out what the song, what actually the song was inspired by, you'd be like, "Oh, come on, man!" Oh, that's so fun, but, though, man. That's great. Yeah. Because because that also means that you're like, that's like with Connor. Uh, Connor Shaddix is a great friend of ours, and he, my music, all the songs that I write are actually his songs because I uh, I gave them to him for Christmas because I'm not mm. I'm not an artist and I'll never put out music like that. And uh, he, the songs that he's written so far, barring maybe one or two have been about people that like don't matter to him very much like he wrote these beautiful beautiful songs and they are literally about honestly girls in his life exes whatever but they're like people he doesn't even think about doesn't care about and they're beautiful so the thing was that like when he writes a song about something that means something to him oh my god it's gonna be incredible and i think that you're doing the same thing for you it's like you're setting up your base level to be so powerful that when you hit that emotion when you get into writing like something powerful and like impactful someone breaks your heart the, the problem is with me i don't know if you have this as well or you or connor have talked about this but like the second i actually recorded a song and it's out i've shared it with, with people it's like wow that sucked that was awful i can't believe Whoa. i thought that sounded good like that thing i posted on instagram that i had to take down you took it, it down was trash. i didn't know you took it down it was oh, garbage no. it was it was absolute doo-doo no I, it was I not i couldn't deal with it it wasn't but, you no. know but i think that's you know that's just a part of the process that yeah. i want to always be improving I think I think that's important, but also like putting things out there and leaving them out there is important too. Think about the amount of videos that I posted on the internet, and that like had I taken them down, and and TikTok's algorithmically it's a great example of it because that's they did that for you. Yeah, well, well, (laughs) I don't want to talk about that. I do want to talk about that. (laughs) That they've taken down out of the three hundred videos I've posted in the last two months. Which, good God, that's how many I've posted. I counted three hundred something videos. We need to get it's... me a, a, a life, honestly. <laughs> but um, out of the 300, your... they've taken down 110 videos from me. But I've never gotten banned. Like when I was getting videos taken down uh, in January, like Omega videos, I got like one week bans and stuff. So mm. uh, I guess they know that my content isn't actually bad now. So they're not going to give me full blown punishments, but they're still like, hey, man, fuck you. But whatever. But I was saying that I put a lot of stuff out and TikTok algorithm works in a way where like some of those videos underperform immediately as they get uploaded. And then a week later, they get 100,000 more views and then they get a million views. But like it's out of nowhere. And I couldn't tell you why I don't I don't fully understand why it does that. But I I know it does. Um, But you got to put stuff out there. And it's a fun it's a fun thing of like um, 
my uh, one of my best friends and I were talking in January, and she mentioned, like, we, we were talking about that Jacob Sartorius video of me on YouTube, mm. and that, like, that just exists. And, and this person's a person who has a lot of faith in me, so they're like, okay, well, when you're famous, people are going to be able to go look at that. And there's a part of me that's like, I should take that down. But then there's another part of me that's like, it's so funny, and it's so... Hussin and I got to keep it up. I got to keep it up. It doesn't no, I feel work. like this, that's easier when it's like, when it's with videos and like stuff like that. Cause like, you know, the, the comedy is part of it. So even if it's cringy, it still kind of works. If a song is cringy and you're trying to make it serious and it's no, like, a, a, it defeats the but whole if, purpose. if a song is cringy right now, and then you end up becoming a billboard 100 selling artist, right? Triple platinum artist. And they go back and like, this is where he started. This was how Isaiah wrote music before, and this is how Zay the artist writes now. Like it's this incredible, well, like. Uh, I'm gonna try to control the the narrative on that. A little you bit. Can, but like, I love the spiraling narrative of like just the randomness that equates to the the story of a person. Because eventually, you're right. You do mm. get to control. You do get to like people talk about how like, oh yeah, I've always been really talented, mate, and I started out here, and now I'm here. Mm. And then there's like Charlie Puth. Charlie's like. Oh, I was bad at singing. I was terrible. I kept taking voices and doing things to get better because I am not a naturally gifted singer. And he's he's Charlie Puth. He's like probably one of like yeah. I don't like Charlie Puth music super often. I think some of the songs are great and his his like general like you just want to touch like it just pisses me hey, off. Like I don't think it, I, I think it sounds song. it sounds amazing. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not I'm not insulting the song itself, but that like that version of music annoys me. Like that genre, whatever subgenre it is within pop, it's not for me. Not to say it's bad. I actually met Charlie Puth's brother, and uh, his name's Stephen Puth. And uh, I met him back in summer '19. Mm-hmm. I did this radio show thing with 103.7 The Q, and I met uh, a great band named the uh, the Catching. Uh, and they, they actually ended up showing up later in my life because I met them, hung out with those guys a lot. And then uh, my two friends in LA that I'm really close with, their names are Stephen Suptic and Clayton James. Clayton is now in a band called Whales Talk, and he's putting out amazing music. But before he was in Whales Talk, he put out solo music himself. And just by some string of luck, the catching was his band. Like I didn't, I didn't have any idea of it until I'm, I'm mm-hmm. hanging out at Steve's house with Clayton. We're, we're having to talk about it, and I'm like following him on Instagram. I'm like, oh hey, these guys follow you. And he goes, my former bandmates follow him. Like, like what do you mean? And I had this little moment. I met these guys in Alabama. I'm in Los Angeles, kicking it, and somehow like it all worlds collide. But uh, besides the point. So yeah, the catching is there. I meet like. Alessia Cara is there, AG, AJ Mitchell is there, and just having a really good time. Echo Smith, have you ever heard of them? Got to meet all these wonderful people, and then there was Stephen Booth. What a fucking tool. <laughs> like, I'll be, what? I'll be straight up. He, like, he like acts like he's, like, hot shit. Like, some, maybe, maybe it's, like, this New Yorker vibe, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not actually that, but like, he gives off the, oh, man, I'm so famous, and I'm so special, and I'm so cool, and I'm like, you're Charlie Poots. Up until this, up until ten minutes ago, when someone said this is Stephen Puth, and I was like, was he related to Charlie Puth? I didn't know who the fuck you were. And in all honesty, his music's just not good. It's just subpar. Um, this is Stephen Puth slander here, but um, do it for myself and be the judge of that. Yeah, I don't know. Go listen to his songs. I have no idea what he puts out. I think he he puts out music like Logan Henderson from Big Time Rush, which like, it's not bad, but it is very aggressively not what I would ever want to listen to in my life. Also, not, another thing I have no idea about. But. Logan Henderson from Big Time Rush. Yeah, I didn't. I was. I wasn't looking at Big, into time, big Rush. time Dude, I was a big BTR fan. I met Logan Henderson a few years ago, um, and like looked into his music after that, and I was like, oh man, I really miss Big Time Rush. I don't miss you, but he's, <laughs> he's this incredibly nice guy. I think he was high as fuck when we talked, but super nice guy nonetheless. 
very i have like a video of me and him talking and it's like what the fuck is he talking about <laughs> like doesn't make any sense like, yo 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 what's up birmingham it's really really weird like he, he hey, has no idea what's going at on at that point you can just do whatever you want yeah i guess so um i think this is how old that interaction was that me and his manager had a really good conversation his manager gave me his information because he wanted to rep chris and I never told Chris about it. And then when I did, Chris didn't care because Chris, like, I think at that point he mentally very quietly made the decision that he no longer cared about being an artist, but he didn't tell us mm -hmm. about it um, until recently. Like only recently have we been privy to that information realistically. But um, besides the point, I think I was talking about Charlie Poot's voice. They just talked about he improved a lot and that he was nothing at some point. He used to record Philip DeFranco's uh, YouTube intro. Like, he sang that, Charlie mm. Puth, like the Charlie Puth made that years ago. Like before he was uh, famous? Yeah, yeah, before he was famous. He, like, just Crazy. did a commission intro, like, Philip DeFranco show, and it was Charlie Puth singing. I was back when he had that intro. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's crazy that that happened. But, yeah, man, you yeah. Just, I think you got to put more out there um, just to, like, let it live and let it breathe. And a lot of what you put out. So there were songs that I've written. Like uh, the first song I ever wrote was called Green Eyes. I wrote that with Chris. That song is so bad. That song is so unmistakably. <laughs> was that the horrific. one that um? Was that the one that you uh? <laughs> that we were Noah started singing in Auburn. Dude, that one time. It made me really mad. I was like, stop, 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 stop! Don't do oh, that. Oh Jesus, that oh, was hilarious. God, man, that that hurt my soul. Terrible song. I'm so sad that it exists. Honest, actually, there are parts of that song that are really, really good, but it's in the middle of mm -hmm. crap. I'm, I recently grabbed something from it that I'm planning on using in a different song, pulling things out of it. That kind of stuff, like, you know, having, like, musical ideas or, like, thematic ideas. Sometimes when I'm, like, evaluating my own music, I, I wonder if it's, like, do I think this is good because I'm doing a thing? Or is like, or is that thing even good, or does it just exist? Right. Am I oh just satisfied God. that I was able to do it? That's such a tricky thing. I've been watching a lot yeah. of the interviews. AJR just dropped their new album, OK Orchestra, and I've been watching a lot of the mm -hmm. interviews with Zach Sang and stuff, like how they put a lot of that together. The the single, the one of the big, there are four singles in that album, which is crazy. But the fourth single that came out was called Way Less Sad, and they wrote the lyrics, like the Way Less Sad part for Kygo, like for his his record label reached out to me hey can you write a song for us so it's like completely different vibe right and then the um the other part of it like the beat itself and all of that and like the da 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 they cardi b's label reached out to them and they like wrote a cardi b song <laughs> with that and then cardi b and Kygo's people both said no and then they heard this simon and garfunkel sample they had cleaned up and put put away forever ago Ooh. and it was it was oh, just the closing of a simon and garfunkel Funkle song and it was this incredible sound but it existed in the last five seconds of the song and nowhere else so they took that and then they made that the baseline they threw the kaiga lyrics on it the uh um no i'm not happy yet but i'm way less sad and then they threw the cardi b beat or whatever and then they made this brand new song it's a whole separate creation and, and it's phenomenal and uh that's what i've been doing recently of like going through things that i've made over the last several years like music wise like under under things and repurposing them for new music um and it's been it's been a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, sometimes it's like, am I doing this for the sake of doing it? Um, and sometimes I write like really cool lyrics, and I try my best to fit them into a song, and it just does not work at all. Yeah. Um, there's that song that I wrote in December, and uh, it it has an intro, and um, I can play two seconds of the intro. It's not gonna I'm not gonna mm -hmm. I'm not gonna play too much music on this, but I recently found out that the mic actually picks up the ukulele really well. But the intro was like.
and that's great except it didn't work with the rest of the song at all and mm. the lyrics that i wrote for it were just it was a whole separate song and the lyrics were like <clears throat> i keep chasing you while you're grieving uh when will or no was it, i keep chasing you while you're leaving when will you just see we're both grieving scared that you're right yeah i think i i've sang this one for you but it just does not work in its current format with the song at all whatsoever um, and the truth is I wrote it for a separate song and Connor's like, oh yeah, toss those lyrics on. So we ended up just cutting that all together. And uh, sometimes got it like, um, I like the, you know, the, the story of, uh, how Nintendo made uh, Majora's Mask. Yeah. It was like all cut content whole, from a uh, whole bunch of like cut content and basically the same stuff, but they just made something totally different with it. So kind of like that when you, when you make songs, it's got to have to put certain things on the back burner and, uh, and even be willing to go back and. And make some of your old stuff sound better. Yeah, and and thankfully I don't put anything out. So I think I think I've talked to Connor about this. I'm going to put out one or two of these songs as myself, even though I'm not a musician, because they're so personal to me that it would be disrespectful to creators if I don't have one version of the song that exists with me. Like there's a song out right now called Holy with Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper, and it's a good mm. song. It's but you hear the song, and if you know anything about music, this is a John Bellion song, and it's like how much better and john bellion did write it and it's like how much better would this song have been if there was a john bellion version out there because he, i mean he made the song so it's tailor-made for him uh and that's obviously different than like i work with connor on music so him taking my music is a whole separate ball game but <clears throat> that uh i realized there were two songs in particular that i've written so far that i'm just like i need my name on that on some level they're sad and they're pathetic but i like love them so much um also, I was thinking about this while I was in the shower like an hour ago that I really want to write a like a love song that is not sexually charged in any way, shape or form, because I don't it's like mm. like music that's like about a really special relationship that turns into like and her big fat ass. It's like, dude, stop. <laughs> like why? It's like it's like she's so perfect and she's sweet. And then her big old juicy booby. And it's like, stop. What are you doing? Why are you? Why? I hate. I that think yeah, you know, as cringy as some of those lyrics are, I think the idea behind some of those things is like the the, the emotional and the sexual aspect don't have to be separate. Right, and and I think Which, that's that's thing of push, but you know, sometimes you just got to be really, really talented to be able what to pull I've, it off. A lot of what I'm doing now is I'm I'm storytelling through music, so I'm not following the verse structure and like the way songs should be written or whatever. But uh, they're more of there's a word for it. Um, I don't know what the word is, but uh, I I want to write like a story all the way through and I want to tell uh, a beautiful love story that is not a sexual story, you know, but like and not that those things don't aren't intertwined and not that what it's based on isn't also par for the course. Like it's not par, like that's not part of it, but I just want to write that. Uh, so I've been brainstorming on the low for that. But this whole conversation was about you and things that you're doing now and that like me, you writing songs was so out of left field. It was so out of left field, and I hope you like know that your ability to do this as easy as it is, it comes as easy as it does to you because of your musical talent, the one that you like are against acknowledging and and like. Look, I'm not gonna be like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm not a good singer, but like, you know, it's like, you know, I don't like, you know, this idea that I don't know. It's like I was exposed to a lot of this stuff growing up uh, more than. As most people, I guess, could have a really talented older brother as well, but it inspires me in a lot of ways. So, and I feel more, um, more, more privileged just to have, uh, you know, been able to 
be exposed to the musical world than I had been, uh, than like talented myself. Right. And I think that that is a very sweet sentiment, but you're also talented and you have to acknowledge that, that like, I wasn't, okay. I wasn't exposed to as much of it growing up, but then like sixth grade forward, I was in choir with you guys. And as far as that, like that part, I was getting a lot of it. And Mm. how do we scale talent wise to each other, man? Let's be honest here. There's quite the skill gap. All right. (laughs) Like, um, and that's fine. I mean, that's, that's what it is. But I think you got to acknowledge it's most of everything that I have is skill. It's stuff that I've practiced over years to be good at. And I think that you have skill, but what you also have underneath surface level that you're only just now scratching the surface of, you have so gonna, much talent. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> good. That's <laughs> all I want. I want you to just love the the talent that you have. Like, I want you to own that a little bit more because it is so special. And I love the music that the stuff that I've listened to that you've been putting out has been exceptional. It's been really, really above, and you're doing this on your phone, doing this shit on your phone. So, you know, I, I can't really expect it to sound too amazing if it's on GarageBand, but yeah. But that the fact that it does sound as amazing as it does, you're doing it on your phone, and then on top of all of that, you don't play a fucking instrument, dude. <laughs> I know, I don't. <laughs> like you son of a bitch, like I play an instrument. <laughs> like, I, because uh, you know, and I do, and like a lot of acapella stuff. So a lot of it's just like. You know, having different voices, but it's on the piano, a little keyboard thing, and the um, the, and the Athens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like you, you've written some really interesting things that I think your baseline is amazing. And you take someone that actually plays that instrument, and they can do something so cool with what you've created for them. And yeah. I'm excited about inevitably us producing stuff, even though you know we haven't I don't done want that. What's like up? Some art- I don't want to be like some artists where there's like, oh, uh, I did, I did this all on my by myself. Look at how talented I am for you know how all this hard work I've done. Like you know, that shit's just not real. Yeah, nobody does anything on their own. Reality, Tyler Perry. Maybe Khaled. Did you say Tyler Perry? <laughs> Tyler Perry. I'm calling him out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we know we were supposed to work on music when we took that trip to uh to Auburn, <laughs> but we didn't work on anything. We just hung out and had a good time reconnecting with our friends. Um, so uh, it's a funny story that goes along with that. I uh I was at I was in Tuscaloosa with at Isaiah's house and we were hanging out me him our friend Noah his girlfriend Darcy who's also our friend I should just call her our friend Darcy and uh, my buddy Connor and I have two phones now very cocky very weird it's because uh, the more I become a public figure the more I realize I need to put my phone number on signs I'm a realtor and that I couldn't do that by putting my own number on the sign because then I'm gonna lose my number and for the 10 of you that listen to this and know me really well you know I love my phone number because it's the coolest number that exists and I don't want to lose that so I had to get a new phone number and uh, I got this Why didn't you- uh, like a Google like one of those Google numbers things like the Google phone yeah I, I needed to because because yeah having uh those those things are they're useful to an extent but they're not as versatile as an actual phone number like there are certain things that you really need full sms numbers to sign up for and stuff like that so all of my real estate stuff is tied to that phone now and on top of that like i got an iphone 11 pro for that so i'm literally like i'm also taking all the when i go to properties i don't put pictures on my regular phone anymore which is great because i put i film so much content on there so i'm really utilizing the fuck out of it for um uh content or 
for content creation for my regular phone and then for real estate for this phone. That said, I do have TikTok on this other phone and what I use it for is live streaming. That way I can keep Snapchatting and texting and like looking at memes while I'm live on TikTok. Um, so we're at Isaiah's house. We, we do a live. I go home and I realize, fuck, I left that phone over there. Um, Isaiah comes to, to meet me so we can go on our trip a couple days later and we're at the gas station just filling up gas and uh, talking. He's hands me the phone. What's up? I brought the phone back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're we're filling up gas and he hands me the phone, get in the car and we're like one exit over uh, on the highway away from where we just were, like where I live in in Hoover. And um, it's me giving out personal information that I shouldn't anymore. Um, And I'm like, where the fuck is that phone? And I'm like feeling everything. We we pull over on the side, like by the exit, look at the whole car, can't find it. Look on, find my iPhone. It's in the middle of the fucking highway. (laughs) So fucking turn around, go all the way down the highway on the other side of the road to the and it's a terrifying experience truly i pull over as far into the grass area as i can and uh, i get out of the car and like i say hey you can't come with me because this is going to be one of the most embarrassing experiences of my life and i don't want you to have to to deal with this too so i uh i get up i start going up that hill to go down that hill and fucking highway guys have you ever looked at a highway and you see this like nice little patch of grass and it's like a bit splitting the two medians it's a lie it's like this fucking incredibly vertical hill it feels like you're climbing a mountain when you're going up it it's ridiculous so i get out i scale down that mountain and i'm running i'm running on the side of the highway because i see the phone and find iphone i need it i'm sprinting towards it and i call isaiah through this because i don't want to be alone he says <laughs> he's like dude every time these cars drive by the whole car shakes it's terrifying and i'm like how do you think i feel (laughs) like i'm physically running on the side of the highway i get the phone i somehow find the phone it's got a for those of you who are video listeners it's got a tiny crack in the corner otherwise perfectly sound phone um i realized that when i filled up gas i put the phone on top of the car (laughs) yeah it was crazy i i truly don't understand how that happened like it's insanity but I fucking sprint back to the car. I sprint up this hill, get in the car with Isaiah, and I have three missed calls from, without naming a person, easily the person that I want to talk to least in this universe. That, like, by some string, like, they don't even live in my town anymore. They go to school 45, 50 minutes away. And for some odd reason, on this random fucking weekend, out of nowhere, they're not only in town, but they're driving by me on the highway. And I have, like, three missed calls from them, two text messages, and I just don't deal with it until, like, way later that night. And then they were like, hey, I just saw you on the highway. Are you okay? And my response is like, all good, comma, thank you. <laughs> just the, I just didn't want to talk to that person at all. And um, just my luck of that happening was one of the funniest, ridiculous happenstance situations. And it just blew my mind. And uh, what would you say? It was crazy to be there. At least. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you were in it because it doesn't seem like a believable story if someone wasn't there with me. And it, it was the timing of it. It was, duh, duh, duh. What the fuck is going on, man? Oops, kids. Okay, so what I'm realizing now is that every time I talk, there's like a mild delay, and then I can hear you talk, which is really interesting and weird. I think it's affecting the recording, too. Ah. I think well, oh, I think well. we should be fine. Um, I'll just give you more breathing room to speak, which is all I have to do. Yeah, I'll speak a bit louder, too. Maybe that'll, that'll be, That bit. will definitely be helpful. Because you're, you're, we're, he's recording on Discord on his phone, and Discord has like a bunch of really cool noise suppression software, but sometimes it goes against you. But yeah. Um, yeah, so and it was also like, of all the people who could have seen me on the side of the road, that was definitely one of the two worst, for sure. But we talk, I, I was telling you about this the other day, that 
So like had Noah driven by me, our friend Noah, and see me on the side of the road, his thought process would have been like, what zany kooky thing is Hassan up to today? Like, is he filming a video? Like, what's going on with him? It's not like worry and fear for his life, but this person thinks very little of me. So I imagine that they drove by and they're like, is he homeless now? Like, why is he just walking on the side of the road? Do I need to give him money? Like, like it's like it, just the scenario of how people perceive you and like any individual action you do. To be fair, I would have been ever so slightly worried yeah, well, to that's... see you on the side of the road. No, no, no. I'm not saying it was weird that they were worried about me, but I imagine that because they do think little of me, like they don't think I'm a great person, so that they like, worst case, you would you'd be concerned, but you'd also be like, Hassan's not in danger though, right? Like he's not, other than the, the physical danger that I'm in. The only kind of danger I would I would ever suspect you of being in is danger that you're putting yourself in willingly. <laughs> that's either, either like on purpose or by accident. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. My uh, my sister just likes to tell me that, like, she always brings up, she goes, God has such a funny sense of humor, and uh, it shows in your life and the way things happen to you. And I was like, oh, man, shut right. the fuck it's up. It's very, very <laughs> funny guy indeed. Oh, my God. Kills me. But, yeah, and it, just the, the idea of, like, there's so many things that if I do, I can just think of, like, the different perspectives, right? Because there's some people who would just be like, my fans, they see me on the side of the road, like, he's filming something crazy. I love Hassan Kader. He's my favorite TikTok or whatever. Um, and then there's, like, people who knew me in high school and don't know me really well and or don't like me. And they're like, what the fuck is this homeless Hassan? Like, oh, man, I knew he was going to be a loser one day. Like, it's so funny that anyone could have seen that and thought a hundred different things from it. And that was, like, a fun little thought experiment that I put myself through the other day of just, like, all the different things depending on what the person is, what the relationship is to me, and, and what they would have thought. Um it's all uh and and the worst ones are the thing my therapist has told me is catastrophizing where i'm like this person's gonna see me and they're gonna think i'm a failure and that i fucked up everything in my life and i'm on the street now and it's like no they'll probably think yeah did his car break down i don't see his car really weird okay. That's weird. yeah <laughs> um but that all happened and then we went and had a great weekend with all of our boys that was the first time all of us have been together in f- forever yeah, I'd seen a lot of folks I hadn't really seen in, in years there, so it was pretty fun. Oh my god, I guess it had been years for you, because I go to Auburn not super often, like every day or anything, but definitely like a good bit, but you don't. Oh wow, that must have been interesting experience. Noah and Connor and their fucking disc golf, man. They love that shit, bro. They, they went two hours early to play disc golf. Noah spent half the second day that we were there playing disc golf, and then he left early that morning to see Darcy so that he could then play disc golf later. I love it. Game, I do enjoy playing it. I'll, I'll, I'll say that, but uh, it's they, they like they like it a lot. Yeah, they love it. They love it. That shit's so funny. I was uh, I was making fun of Connor the other day because he was like playing disc golf in the morning, and then he went and played tennis. And I was like, "What other white people shit you got to do today, bro? What's next? All right, you gonna crochet? You gonna needlepoint a pillow for me? Get on a boat or something? I don't know. I didn't hear anything but on a boat. I, I covered the mic on my phone by mistake, because because uh, you know my computer is trash. So yeah, we have a good- do you know what I'm trying to do? My dream is right now. I've seen so many YouTubers and TikTokers do this, where they're just like, "Hey, PC company, how would you feel about the privilege of building me a high end PC?" And they like get Whoa. free three thousand dollar computers and shit like that. And I'm like. I need one because this this whole setup is beautiful, right? But it's like a hodgepodge of equipment that sh- it, it's working way too hard to make this image and this sound quality. Like when I saw some of the the stuff that uh, our friends in Auburn were rocking with their their PC setups, just like, dude, they, they they do that to fucking play Minecraft. 
They just play yeah. goddamn Minecraft <laughs> and Genshin Impact on their computer all day. And I'm over here like, this is my job. Like, I have to use this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I have a great laptop, right? But it's a gaming laptop hooked up to a monitor and just a medley of strings and cords and cables and things that don't need to be in places. And um, it's alarming, to say the least. But yeah, Alex's whole setup was beautiful with his PC and his L-shaped desk. And it's just for gaming. Yeah. He has a mic that's almost the same mic as me, but it's just for gaming. Like uh, the fridge with Mountain Dew and Dr. Pepper. Oh, my God. I have a mini like, fridge upstairs from when I had COVID. My, it was my sister's fridge at her apartment in, at UAH, and there's a fridge, a microwave, and a toaster in that room that I stayed in when I had COVID. I just never took it down, so I could bring a fridge down here for us at some point. That said, I'm moving from here, so like, I yes. don't want to put any more yeah. effort into this. What? Coming up soon now, isn't it? It is. It's on the horizon. It would be way easier if the market wasn't completely fucked up right now where houses sell in two days flat. And uh, if my family didn't leave the country and left me to the wolves. But here I am, fending off wolves, trying to find a house, making it. Why people like this city? What's up? I don't, I don't know why people like moving to this city or the, the city that, yeah. I think the school systems are What's great. What's so good about it? The school systems yeah. are great. Uh, there's good job opportunities. It's... It's a nice area. There's a lot of Hoover's a great place to live. It's a nice place, but it's like it's like Jesus. Like people stop building all some people don't want to live interesting lives. You know? Like for yes. me, I'm buying a house here, but here's the thing with that. I will own said house and I'll probably live in it for a while, but I'm a content creator and that is slowly but surely becoming my main job. And uh if that is my main job, then I have no business being in Birmingham year round. So if I want to move to New York or Boston or Los Angeles or Maryland or wherever, I can just do that. And I, I probably will. I have no real reason to to stay here anymore. And I'm I'm open to the adventure of life. But like when I do that, depending on, on when I do it and how I do it, but if there are moments where I can get a storage unit for cheap and put all my things in a storage unit or my, my parents will be cool with me turning this room into a storage room and moving my stuff out, I can rent out my house. And then it's like I get to work half as hard because – my rent is going to be paid for wherever I'm living in whatever city or whatever state, whatever from the money from the house I own. So uh, a lot of people were asking me like, why are you locking yourself into being in Birmingham forever already? And I'm like, who the fuck's I was doing that? I do intend to come back here. I, I, I'd like to end up here. I'm not opposed to ending up somewhere else, but I love it here. So um, it's definitely like in my game plan of like, move out we'll 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 get the house and then if i need to go somewhere else if i need to go to la for a year to film a tv show or a movie or something like that or whatever i'll go there i'll come back you know whole thing Um, just adult stuff um the other day darcy posted this really adorable tiktok they post so many very cute couple tiktoks all the time she posted really well yes and noah's just in them and it like it doesn't look like he's <laughs> suffering in these videos. Like he looks like he's enjoying the fact that he's in them, which is that's weird to think about. Which I think but that's yeah. why he's so much more comfortable on camera than he used to be. Like now he's not because of the teacher thing, but before the mm-hmm. teacher thing, he like he said some of the funniest things. Like some of the funniest videos I have right now are mm-hmm. videos of Noah. Um, but there was one where it's just this really sweet song, and Darcy's like him calling me, figuring out how we're gonna live our lives off a musician's salary. And I'm like, oh my god. That's so cute. <laughs> but also, wow, you guys signed up for the struggle of a lifetime. The struggle love. So struggle love, baby. <laughs> but it was cute. It was so cute. It was so adorable. She did that whole trend where it's like, um, I hate all men. And then it's a song of like, but when he loves me, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm flo-. It's a really cute song. It's adorable. Um, but she did that trend with him. And I was like, this is so cute. Oh, my God. Look at him. 
I had to unfollow her. It just made me upset. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Give me diabetes. Gave me <laughs> so sweet. It gave me. Di- I got cavities coming. You fucking shit, man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um. Outside of that, I got put on famousbirthdays.com. <laughs> oh yeah. Like the celebrity search engine for cele- like for for famous people's birthdays and information about them. They, they do like a whole bio on a given celebrity. But they have they had me because they ch- they finally corrected things. They had me listed as a famous podcast host. And that this podcast right here which not a lot of people listen to if we're being honest, they don't. Um this podcast here was the reason that I was famous. Um in a they like have s- several sections. There's like a bio where it was like Hassan Kader, and then they literally stole the first line of the bio f- the, that I wrote for this podcast. We're interviewing television writers, musicians, and comedians. Which like I intend to do that eventually, but I have not done much of that on his podcast. Along with his early guests, include his friends Isaiah Kendrick and Natalie Banducci. Love Natalie, she's sweet. We're not friends. We don't know each other that well. Like we know each other from the podcast. We know friends. We watch content, but like you don't, you don't know. We're we're a trio. We're the three three amigos over three here. Three amigos, truly. But like you're yeah. my co-host. They don't list you as my co-host. They just say Isaiah Kendrick. And I'm like, okay, whatever, that's fine. And then it says trivia, trivia. He has 1.1 million followers on TikTok. That's trivia. Shouldn't that be the okay, whatever? Um, be before fame, and then it says before fame. The Bad Days podcast was started in October of 2020. <laughs> like that's what it says and then uh and then it says family life this is the kicker guys this is the best part about it he goes family life hassan is one of many famous entertainers with pakistani heritage and then it goes on in the next session to say famous people that he is has is associated with he is one of many famous people with pakistani heritage including some guy named saeed well fun fact guys I'm not Pakistani. <laughs> I have never what? been Pakistani. I will never be Pakistani. Um, you weren't raised in Islamabad? <laughs> yeah, no, you, sorry. I'm over here on a boat? Nope, none of that stuff. That's wild, man. Turns out The Life of Pi was not a movie about me. Um, I know it seems like it could have uh, been, but... I don't know. Yeah, we'll, that guy was we'll Indian and he had a tiger. Put a pin in that one. We'll put a pin in it. But um, <laughs> they made that up. Like I googled myself and I, I like profusely like scrolled through Google results because that's where they're getting the bio from, right? They just made up the fact that I was Pakistani. They're just whoever their staff writer is like he's brown. We could go Indian. We go Pakistani. Fifty fifty shot. We're right. First of all, you're wrong. I'm actually a different kind of brown altogether. But um, that shit. Yeah, we're gonna leave that racially ambiguous out here because no one gets to know what my my ethnicity is really. But it's not Indian or Pakistani. That's for sure. Um, it's totally different. Shut the fuck up, man. What are you, black? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of black are you, bro? You're African-American. <laughs> you're not even one of the cool blacks. You're not You're not fucking uh, Ethiopian or Eritrean or you're just black. Uh, black. <laughs> That's the equivalent. <laughs> um, but yeah, that fucking bio is racist. So I put out like a, an Instagram post about it. I'm on Famous Birthdays. Would be way cooler if any of the stuff on there was true. And then they DM me a link to like fix it, like actual famous birthdays Instagram account, blue check mark, and everything. DM me. And, it's just uh, weird that they do like the correction stuff before they posted it, right? Like why they, and, like, and they just had to, they didn't have to post something there. They didn't, and then they slowly but surely corrected things, but they corrected the wrong thing several times. Like the first thing they did was add into the trivia section one of his most popular videos of all time on TikTok is him using a crude Mickey Mouse impression reacting to someone stepping on shaving cream. This video had garnered over three million views. 
three million is nowhere near my most famous video. Like nowhere near. My most famous is like nine million, ten million. Which one was that? It's a Mickey video, I think. It's an Omegle video. But like, oh. they they don't say anything about Omegle. But like, that was a huge part of my my growth. Like, I made Omegle a trend on TikTok in a way. Um, mm. So. That was weird. They like randomly added that. And it was a really funny moment of me like reading the bio out to Tay, my barber. We were just t- chatting it up, um, which let's actually let's pause that because I want to tell you why I was at Tay's before I got my haircut because he had to fix my hairline. And here's why I'm sitting there looking in the mirror. It's Easter weekend. And I, I got the uh, the the electric razor. Oh, no, actually, no, I was being safe. I was using my straight razor and and mm. like hitting my line, like really getting the stuff all straightened out. And then I got to right here and then Cloud jumps up on the counter and I make a little diagonal line. I'm like, oh, I fucked my hairline. So I text Tay, hey, hey, my cat hit me while I was fixing my hairline. My hair's fucked. Can you get me? He's like, come in. I got you. I got you. He gets me. He goes, Hudson, what happened? What do you mean a car hit you while you're fixing your hairline? <laughs> Turns out I texted him and I said a car mm. bumped me, not my cat. And um, it's like the two scenarios that would be, right? I'm driving a car and I'm sitting there fixing my hairline. <laughs> two, I'm standing in the street fixing my hairline and I get hit by a car. Just, you know, in, in the crosswalk, you get distracted. Right. You know, hey, wait a minute. This feels a little wrong. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but he was freaking out about it. But then me and him were just chatting it up while he was waiting for his wife. And I was showing him my famous birthday profile. And that's when I read the new edition of the profile. I'm like, this is just all lies. Oh, my God. It like, made me so mad. And the fact that they called my Mickey Mouse impression crude, like, made me really angry or not ang- angry is not the right word you can't but. be too uh, mean to these people because they can just lie about you know they no they literally can like uh but i'd love to read the updated bio because i think that that shit is so funny um <laughs> it still has me listed as a podcast host in their search engine but then they corrected that to comedian thank god <clears throat> about Comedian and content creator Hassan Kader, known for hosting the Bad Days podcast. His guests have included uh, television writers, musicians, and friends. Early guests have included his friends Isaiah Kendrick and Natalie Banducci. All the same. What? That's that's what, the... Wait, what television writers? I have friends that are television writers that I was going to bring on the podcast. I just haven't done it yet. Like my cousin, Ahmad Barucha, I wanted him to be on, but I just haven't uh, gotten around to it. And I'm a television writer. So, besides the I point. I guess. I guess I must. I literally was a staff. Ri- Shut the fuck up, Isaiah. Whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, so that they then they added this one sentence. He also had performed as a stand-up comedian and impressionist. That's all they added to that part. Before fame, this is the biggest change. Before joining TikTok, he posted his impressions and comedy skits on YouTube and the now defunct Vine. He dropped out of college when he was 19 in order to pursue real estate part-time and content creation and comedy full-time. His Bad Days content or his Bad Days podcast was launched in October 2020. What the fuck? Okay. Where did they get that information from? That's so specific and true. <laughs> yeah, they got the. They, they went got from not knowing a goddamn confirmed. thing about me to saying he dropped out of college at 19 years old to pursue real estate. Where? How did they learn? I'm sure we. I'm sure you talked about that on the podcast. Do you think? Point, right? I don't, but like, I can't. I don't for one second believe that they like listen to the podcast. I don't. Well, whatever. That was before fame. And then in trivia, they, they kept the same line. He has earned more than 1.3 million followers on his Hassan Kader TikTok account. One of his most popular vi- uh, videos features him using an impression of Mickey Mouse. Okay, they took out the word crude. <laughs> they took out the word crude. They have him using his Mick impression of Mickey Mouse to react to a video of someone stepping in shaving cream. The TikTok received over 3.1 million views. He has friends with fellow TikTok creators such as Kia Nabendio, Donald Duck, Preston Garcia, and Howie Easy. That's fair. I'm friends with all those people. His family life. Now all it says is he was born in the United States. 
There you go. <laughs> they took everything out and then associated with, he is friends with YouTuber Steven Subtick and has often been featured on his podcast. I am friends with Steven Subtick. Lovely guy. I've never once been invited on Beyond the Pine. I've never been on that podcast. Sure about that, surely. And in fact, he's not on that podcast anymore. Now he's a famous Twitch streamer, so he doesn't even use that podcast at all. Uh, but they said that. And then this last sentence. It's so great. He featured YouTube stars Cody Ko and Noel Miller in a group photo he shared on his Instagram account in 2019. I featured Cody Ko. <laughs> what an honor it must have been for me. to go to any concert and get a, get a picture with a famous person. Like, you, you featured I featured Cody Ko and Noel Miller. I, Hassan Kader, graciously featured. I bet they got a lot of followers from when I did that. You know, it was a big moment for them. Yeah, it gave them some free clout. For sure, for sure, for sure. Oh, my God. I read that line so many times back because I thought it was so goofy and hilarious. But good God, what a weird website. Um, it's cool, right? It's cool that I'm considered famous. It like it gives you like metrics for like ranks, I guess. I'm the 34,495th most popular person, period. So like if they have all famous people on this app, which they obviously don't, I'm the, th- like, the 35,000th most famous person in the world. <laughs> like by the logic of this app, which can't be true. Um, I'm the sixth most popular person named Hassan. I'm the third most popular 22-year-old comedian. I'm the second comedian born in Alabama. I'm the 28th Libra comedian. Who's the other comedian born in Alabama? That's a good question. I didn't even look at it. Let's see. Um, What the shit? It is Ricky Smiley, 52-year-old. Oh, God. Sure. Why sure. can't I be more I'm famous? I'm way funnier than Ricky Smiley, though. <laughs> Ricky Smiley's not. A, nah, I don't want to get. I'm not. Let's not get into Ricky Smiley slander territory. Um, <laughs> no. But yeah, it's it's been a trip, man. Like I have really obsessed, very dedicated, very devoted fans now. And like, dude, I was I was at the uh, uh, preserve the other day, and um, I've lost a fair amount of weight recently and I felt comfortable enough that there weren't enough people around that I, I was going to run shirtless and I did that, which it's not, mm. not something that I would do often, but it was hot as all hell outside, had the backpack on, was on a shirtless run, sweaty as all mess, and then I had a kid come up to me like with his parents to take pictures with me. Oof. I didn't take pictures. I didn't do it. Cause I didn't like, like, like I didn't want to put on my shirt while I was still drenched in sweat. So I was like, Hey, I can, uh, Say something in the Mickey voice. If you want me to do that for you, but I'm sorry. I don't want to. I, I come shirtless and I'm uncomfortable. And whatever. And they were really cool about it. They were very nice, very cordial, very cool. But also at the same time, wow, was that just the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my life? Oof. Yeah, your boy's not ready to be shirtless publicly on the internet. <laughs> hey, one of these days, bro. One of these days, stay- I'm getting there. I just like, I, I, I wouldn't have been ashamed of the picture. I just like felt uncomfortable. You know, I also don't want to ever be shirtless around a child. Is that fair? Yeah. 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 That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the real kicker. I don't want to be shirtless near children. Um, so it's not standard for this kind of industry, unfortunately. Well, sadly, yeah. it is standard for this kind of industry. James Charles, yeah. Zoe Laverne, <laughs> Tony Lopez, Chris D'Elia. Um, The fact that I just named five pedophiles immediately that are all entertainers is kind Oof. of hilarious. What's up with that, man? Just don't fuck kids. Didn't, uh, didn't Chris D'Elia, didn't he like play... He was on that show, You, and he, like, played a sexual predator. I didn't watch You, but that sounds like something Chris D'Elia would do. I've also never found Chris D'Elia funny. 
I never liked his persona. I never found him entertaining. But there's he's one of those um one of those uh, Joe Rogan kind of comedians. Dude, he's on Joe Rogan. Old white guys talking you know, about stuff that they can't everyone say hates anymore. Joe Rogan. I enjoy that podcast sometimes. I get I get some of the things he says. Like I don't like everything. I don't love the person, but it's my. It same. just depends on what he's because sometimes I was thinking about this earlier today because I was looking at some of his animal clips. Whenever he talks about like cool like science stuff, and it's like oh that's cool. But then it like get some like quack person on, and he doesn't really have the knowledge base to question uh, whatever yeah. the person says. So it, it's like it ends up you get a lot of open minded discussion, but at the same time you end up platforming some you pla- yeah kind of stupid and, that and dangerous is, ideas. Oh, man, platforming people is so dangerous. It's something that I've like you know really had to to work against. There's tons of people that I like and that they're fellow creators and stuff, but I I can't promote their content because they are not a danger but their their content isn't safe for everyone there's this guy named hood donald and i like him a lot he's really funny he's really talented i i'm helping him grow in regards of like hey let me teach you how to do this but i won't i'll i'll stitch one of his videos if it's a funny video for me but not just to promo him because his videos are like overtly sexual like he does the donald duck puppet but he puts it in a thong and makes it twerk so it's like a whole other thing Um, i've been doing a lot of instagram lives with them because they're really funny and that's why i have like five thousand followers on instagram now like it's purely him making attracted yeah it's 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 weird vibes my my dms are gross my not just because of him dude my dm the other day i got a dm that someone it was some girl and they dm me and they said i want to fuck you so bad it makes me stupid what stop the girl this time right yeah at least dude at least (laughs) been over this so uh for those of you don't Mm -hmm. know i haven't brought this up the the general gay community in my DM loves me. Gay men adore me. I have there's there's a couple guys in particular who one guy in particular who DMs me once every couple weeks to ask me for shirtless pics. Really weird. I don't like uh, it. He was so close to getting it too. He was so he, he was, was never close to getting it. <laughs> Dude, the kid was a decoy. <laughs> he was a he decoy. hired the kid, chased me down in the middle of the woods just to <laughs> should have questioned the father a bit better. The father was him in a mustache, but I just couldn't tell. <laughs> He paid the kid later. He got what he wanted. He got to see me with my shirt off. That's all he needed. That's all he was looking forward to. True. Um, but yeah, platforming creators is really dangerous, slippery slope. And um, yeah, Joe Rogan does a weird job of it. But then there's like his Robert Downey Jr. interview. I love that. I love. Yeah. I, I watched that thing. I think I've watched it twice. I think it's so entertaining. Like he, he has some really good. Like he did the Miley Cyrus interview that I really he did like. Rich rebuilds Car Guru. Um, his name used to be Car Guru. Now he's Rich rebuilds, and he like that's a guy who builds salvage teslas or rebuilds them he's really cool he's a really intelligent fun guy and this is like a joe rogan episode that went like 45 50 minutes over because they were having such a good conversation they're just such talented conversationalists and honestly i would love to be on jre at some point like that's something that i'd like to do but uh i get the the idea of it and he pushes for dangerous narratives as far as politics are concerned and and also all the elon musk worship that goes on on his show which is like i just i don't have many opinions on elon and stuff like that you know okay this is this is something interesting um that might piss you off but we're gonna talk about it anyways i was doing an omegle stream last night and there was some girl and uh i was talking we we're talking about music and music art she likes and she was talking about lo- loving country and that she's like i know people tried to cancel him but i really like morgan walland the guy who said the n-word a bunch of times recently or like was, was like somebody recorded him outside of his house with his boys and they were just screaming the n-word back and forth to each other and um her like explanation for why she didn't think it mattered and I just like I was like, Well yeah, because that word means nothing to you. Besides you knowing you're not supposed to say it, you don't feel the emotional value of it. She goes, I get it, but like people are blowing it into big deal. I'm like, sweetie and I literally I patronized, I was like, Sweetie, you need to understand that's because it doesn't affect you. That's why. 
It literally. I, I wish I could just be like, oh, it's just a. I, I really tried to, but I wish I could be like, oh, this is just stuff. I, I can just enjoy the little music. It doesn't. Nothing matters. Oh, man. Everything's just entertainment. But uh. Can't do it anymore. There, there's a lot of things. Like I used to be able to listen to Louis C.K. following his whole Me Too scandal with Louis C.K. Like, quote unquote, locking people in a room and doing some inappropriate things, whatever. Uh, I can't anymore. I won't listen to Louis C.K. I have so much trouble separating. I don't listen to Michael Jackson anymore. I can't do it. I, I, it sucks, but dude's a pedophile. He's literally like yeah. a complete and utter child soldier. And then you find out that like I was, my rule used to be, oh, but I can listen to Jackson Five. And he's okay, so you can listen to when Michael was being abused, but not when Michael was abused. <laughs> like, what do you mean when Michael was being abused? And, like, and then read yeah. articles and find out that he was like incredibly, he was being groomed and assaulted and all this stuff when he was in the Jackson Five. And now it's like, when I had you too much, I can't. Remember that, you know? <laughs> and I even like, want... even like a like YouTubers that I like, there's always someone that'll make a video in a bedroom exposing them. Oh my god! About how they're actually like really creepy, or they're actually like like <sighs> can't take criticism or something like that. Like even today, Matt I was. Matt Remember Matt Pat? I love Matt Pat. And then Matt Pat, yeah. there's like whole things about him just inability to take criticism where he goes, like uh, this guy, his name's the Gamer from Mars, and he has the dumbest fucking voice. Ugh. Oh my god! Yeah. He just. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Hey guys, we're going to talk about the history of Did You Know Gaming. I'm the gamer from Mars. We'll talk about what happened to them. That's how he talks. And he just made he made a standard video about why MatPat's not as relevant anymore. And then MatPat's on a stream goes, This guy just made a slander piece about me, and it's insane. He's talking bad about me. I'm MatPat. It's like, what the fuck happened to, to you, dude? He's to be fair, like a lot of the early criticism of his was like, I feel like it was just taking what he was doing a bit too seriously. Yeah. Um, oh, to the point sure. where everyone just kind of ducking on them like needlessly, mm. and like a lot of the folks that like get a lot of hate, um, like uh, like uh, I didn't know who Belle Delphine was until people kept on talking about her. The girl I didn't who, care about who made po- hundreds I didn't care about who of Pokemon thousands was. of dollars of selling her bathwater, Belle Delphine. Yeah, I didn't care about who, who Poke Pokemon Pokemon was until people kept on making all these redundant commentary videos about her. It's like Dude. you know people kind of give other folks like more relevance like relevance when they like hate them I hate yeah, them that's kind of what do. was they going on with I mean, like, all i know about about pokey besides my friend steve plays among us with pokey now it's like they're friends uh which is mm-hmm. crazy how that ended up working out but uh, all i know about pokey is that like it's just it's just an uncomfortable situation there, there was also this whole thing with like them having a housemate that they kicked out of the house and that like they pinned a lot of stuff on him and then he like tries to expose pokey but all he really does is like air out her sex life publicly and, yeah. it's just this- and he exposed himself more so than anything. People, people just didn't care. Yeah, it was people like just was like, like took a side regardless because they they hate Pokey already. So they did, and then they like go into the chats of people who like did stuff with Pokey and like hype him up a little bit. Like I heard about you, Myth, or like whatever. And I was like, stop, guys. Oh my god, it's, it's it was gross. And it's also just like, homie, you know what you're doing? You're slut shaming. You think it's gonna go over well in the public eye if you slut shame people? Like. It's not. It depends on the space you're on on, on the internet. Uh, right, if you're, if you're like in the conservative space. side. Yeah. See, the conservative media. So we're going to talk about Captain America uh, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I will not talk about the most recent episode because Isaiah hasn't watched it yet, even though it's credible and it will better exemplify what I'm talking about. But, um, I'll watch it after this is over. So John Walker is the uh, current Captain America in this, and they don't shy away from the fact that the reason that he was chosen to, to helm the shield after Sam was asked to give it up almost was because he's white. And then they talk about it later of like there's this little moment where um, Sam and Bucky go and visit. Uh, 
Isaiah Bradley, who is the original super soldier who didn't know about, was this black man who was experimented on. And he was just as much of a super soldier as Steve Rogers, but he was experimented on and imprisoned and used and whatever. And then they go out into the street and Bucky and Sam are yelling at each other and the cops pull up and they're like, hey, is this guy bothering you to, to, to Bucky? He's like, no, he's not. Do you guys know who this guy is? And then uh, they're like, oh, well, sorry, Falcon or a white cop, whatever. It's like fucking usual police being assholes. <laughs> and then they arrest Bucky because he's got a warrant or whatever. Um, but they, they haven't been shying away from it. And then there was this fucking guy on Twitter talking about how um, people really don't like the current Captain America because he truly exemplifies the real American spirit. And it's like, yo, no, he's supposed to be an allegory for white supremacy, you Nimrod. Like, I mean, well, he's kind of right. <laughs> you think a little bit like oh that? But, uh, yeah, um, folks, you know, they don't, they don't like to get the point of these things they uh, don't and and it's so funny and there's always there are a whole bunch of like white supremacist folks uh, or, or white nationalists same thing uh, uh folks uh after watching black panther they're like see why is it okay when black people have an ethno state but when i say it and it's all like you know oh my god people don't know how to analyze media or things i was on um i was like okay so things that things that don't need to make a comeback right and we've all agreed they don't need to make a comeback low-rise jeans right do you remember low-rise jeans it was that trend where you could see girls ass cracks in the early 2000s it was very popular like so like everyone always had like a tramp stamp tattoo or whatever oh yeah it's like universally accepted that hey we're bringing back 90s trends and 2000s trends right now low-rise jeans aren't making a comeback in the same vein could we not bring back nazis (laughs) like how the fuck do we all agree not to bring back low-rise jeans which i agree we shouldn't bring them back but we said well maybe we'll bring back nazis (laughs) Maybe people think people like to be um people like to be edgy. They like to feel like uh, like Shadow the Hedgehog of like oh I'm so I'm so you know no one knows me no one understands, but then they end up like reinforcing ideologies that are like harmful to everyone, including themselves. But they don't realize it because they want to own the lips. No, and and I was doing a stream the other night where I was talking in the chat, and they're like, I want you to go on the Trump tag, and I was like, I can't because. There are Nazis on that tag, and they'll say, like, terribly horrible things that'll get me banned. And then I was saying that, and then, like, it shuffled me to a random person who heard me saying that, like, why do you think Trump supporters are Nazis? And I was like, because when I go on there, there are people with swastikas on their wall who are saying, hail Hitler and, like, shit like that. Like, that's why? And he's like... Did you see the flags of the, the freaking, the, the, the Trump, uh, oh my God. The, when, when the people were storming the Capitol? Dude, they've talked about that so much. Or, or the Unite the Right? Like, people can't be this, this obtuse anymore. Their whole like, thing who, of when you bring up, like them storming the cap like they don't defend themselves it's it's just hey the capital riots are bad what about the black lives matter riot okay the capital riots were bad though. but what about when the black people stood up for themselves okay but yeah, the capital riots were terrorists like but what about well, the black say, terrorists it's like they always say like burning cities to the ground but like that didn't happen no it didn't like, that would have been that people were there was some looting there was some violence for sure but no i mean no cities were burned to the ground oh. uh, no and certainly like when the black lives matter people were storming the capital were, were protesting at the capital you know there was no uh we, we didn't try to break into the into the white house to say we like i was there but you know no. no one tried to get into the white house and they were met with much worse uh police brutality oh no, they were and it's just it's funny it's... how that works too how they, <laughs> they, know, they ki- were I mean, tear they gassed and they literally killed a cop and then the, the, there's this meme, and it's fucked up because a guy died. They're just like, that wasn't very Blue Lives Matter of you. I was like, shut the Oof. fuck up, <laughs> you piece of shit. Oh, my God. Don't do that. A guy died. Mm. But, like, oh, that shit drives me crazy. And I just think that, like, 
conservatism is not inherently a problem in its proper format. It's not. It's weird, right? It's weird that traditional and biblical and religious values hold realm or, or they hold law over the realm of a world that is made to be freedom of religion or a country that is made to be freedom of religion that we're holding Christian values or whatever over people's heads like that. So that's weird. Besides the point, there's nothing wrong with having conservative economic values if that's what your life experience has dulled you out to live and believe. But Republicans are publicly being evil. Like Ted Cruz is my favorite example of this because motherfucker just lies. Motherfucker just lies. No, even in- Republicans don't like Ted. Even like his uh, his like his colleagues in the Republican Party don't like him. He's such a fucking fool. And I um, used to think like you know, I guess you know it's it's just an ideology. But at the same time, like I I can't. It, do it's that funny. Anymore. It's funny how like how conservatives like like the pretend that they have this um this monopoly on like hard truths. So, like oh, this is the facts. They don't want you here. Then there's like oh, you know, America's the best country on the planet, and you know, anyone anyone in jail is there because they deserve to be. And, uh, you know, God, God loves us. The, God blessed America the most. And America's the best country on the planet. It's like, Is it on. though? Come on, like, bro. come on. We can, you know what the best form of loving someone or loving your country is? Telling them when I they're fucking up and helping them. Yes, <laughs> telling them yes, when they yes, fuck yes. up and helping them grow. And, and, and America needs a healthy dose of being told that they are fucking up right now. But uh, we have a friend and I, I'm okay to t- – I will publicly talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about, and I don't care if it makes someone uncomfortable because at this point, if you can't stand your ground and debate – not debate me like I'm fucking Ben Shapiro or any conservative TikToker that's like, debate me now. <laughs> I'm going to pull out an analytic about the bra- black crime statistics. You know what I'm talking about? The same as they always pull out. It's 1350, yeah. Yeah, 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 that whole thing. Um, but uh, so like I'm cool to talk about. We were in Auburn. We have a conservative friend. And um, I was talking about it publicly, and everyone, all of our friends were like, so uncomfortable, like, Austin, no, don't do that, don't do that. He, like, worships Ted Cruz, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I couldn't care less. Like, I love the guy. I love him to death, but Ted Cruz is a piece of shit. And if you worship Ted Cruz, then, like, I don't know how much of my future life that this man's going to end up being a part of, <laughs> realistically. Not because I don't love him a lot, and mm-hmm. I hope to one day have a conversation with him about it, but... Ted Cruz goes in the car, and then this is this is the most recent thing that I heard, and then I've tried to stay out of everything since then. When they were passing the stimulus bill, and he was talking about the provision they wanted to add, something about like preventing uh, illegal immigrants from getting it, and then the guy who followed him after was like, "Hey, that's a lie. You, there was no fucking way for an illegal immigrant to get a stimulus check. You need a social security number. You need to be a U.S. fucking citizen to get that. How the fuck are they gonna get stimmies under the table? I haven't even got my fucking stimmy yet. Besides the point. And then like Ted Cruz, like, could I yield so much? He's like, shut the fuck up, man. And he just keeps going. And it's like, why are you just coming out there publicly and lying? Like, oh my god. He's just, he just a slimy, you know. And the, of course, that whole story about him. Uh, you know, just, just having to go to Cancun. Just I needed to, you know, to drive my daughters. Trip. I need to fly my daughters there as a responsible parent. Stay for the weekend. Have a couple of mai tais. Obviously, yes. meet a man, meet a couple of guys during, in the hotel room, and then go back. During the whole crisis in Texas, he had to. He did. No. He, he the way he explained it was like, oh, I have to go and 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 let them, uh, and like you know, like drop them off there as if like he just. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Dude, I was you flying just, unaccompanied minor in don't. airports when I was seven years old. From like my from here to California, my family. But like, there's a system for it. If you're an unaccompanied minor, there's a person that takes you where you need to go and watch you. There's special rooms for you to stay in. It's great, especially if you're like that high profile. Like you're not. Yeah. Gonna, oh my god. Be fine. Yeah. But no. Uh, and then and then uh, the Republican. There are two camps, right? Uh, the the current one, and I think this is the one that our friend in is like, what's he supposed to do? And it's like, well, the guy who he beat. 
the Democratic candidate or whatever who lost to him was doing things. And I don't know what he was doing. I don't get into the minutiae of that. But he was fucking there yeah. at least. Well, whatever. Like, not everything you do has to be in the con in like the uh, in the confines of your of your role as a senator. No, they're not. And it's or just like it just shows yeah. character. It shows character and it shows a lot of things. It's like help. Um, people just no, be and, there and, dude people will pull up they're like are you a biden supporter and i was like yeah I, I voted for him but no fuck that guy no i don't like i mean biden. he's the he's still putting kids in cages right dude, he's literally now still and putting he, kids he in fired people like, for uh for for having uh for having marijuana yeah for, like having taken marijuana from his staff it's funny because even kamala harris was like she liked to go on a breakfast club and pretend like oh see i smoked weed when i was in college i'm jamaican haha but then she yeah you know. so like guess what they're a politician so fuck them Fucking politicians yeah. are all scumbags and pieces of shit, minus AOC. Just adore her. Adorable. But um, adorable, talented, intelligent, beautiful, wonderful, exemplary, just all across the board, great person. But um, you get motherfuckers like Joe Biden, man. I don't give a fuck about what his old, crusty-ass Steve Rogers after 70 years in wife-looking uh, motherfucker. That's my favorite thing. That's my favorite meme from, from Endgame <laughs> where he goes, Steve Rogers 70 years in ice and it's young Captain America. Steve Rogers 70 years in wife and it's old man Steve from the end of that movie. <laughs> but, um, oh my God. <laughs> like, uh, I don't give a fuck about Joe Biden, man. He's a, he's a politician. I'll scrutinize him. I don't like what he's doing. He he. I voted him with the promise that he would get rid of lots of Trumpian policies and he hasn't done that yet. So. Nope. Besides the point, we can hop off politics for our last 10 minutes and, and sure. not live in the realm of anger. But uh, so much stuff. It's, it's been really, really interesting. Racism has become an abundant thing on my social media recently, too. I'm getting... I remember my old Vine comments. I used to show you screenshots of it where they just call me a fucking terrorist and things like that all the time. I got bullied. You were one of the people for sure. I know you had a fucking burner account, you sick man. I would never call you a terrorist. <laughs> I can read DMs from you right now, man. I'll put you on blast in the podcast. I'm kidding. Isaiah didn't ever call me any racial slurs. He just called me slurs that were damaging to who I was as a person at the time. Got a charger. You got to find a charger? Um, but besides the point, it's definitely been an interesting time period. Like I'm getting used to, to being a public figure, but I've also made my peace with, I'm not doing this for the rest of my life. I will, I think... 26 27 i'm gonna leave the public eye maybe we'll still do this maybe we'll even switch it to like just an audio format but um and i and i might go on to do more stand-up and stuff but i don't want to be hysterically famous forever um i want to have my time in the spotlight and and do what needs to be done and help people you still have room to grow and in terms of the fame stuff still still that's the thing like i don't think i'm gonna hit my ceiling until probably like 25 and i'm gonna leave i'm not like i'm not gonna leave when i die out i'm gonna leave at the height of my thing where they're like where the fuck did hassan kader go he was selling out the fucking he was selling out radio city music hall with a fucking stand-up show are you leaving because you want to i want to leave at the you don't want to you don't want to like fizzle out or are you leaving because you want people to be like oh shit no i I don't care what people think i want a normal life on some level i want to raise my kids in peace and i want to have a beautiful wife and be able to like enjoy that. And it doesn't mean that I'll never go back or I'll never dabble in that realm again. It just means that like being an everyday public figure, like I am now every day, seven videos a day or every day doing something huge or being in a movie or things like that. Like, I don't want to do that forever. Um, there'll be periods where I go back. So it's not like a, this is his full blown retirement, but there's going to be a moment that you see that I'm no longer like as readily available and that my private and my personal life are more private and personal. I want to have a family, man. Like I want to, I want to live and I want to go travel the world with my wife and like do incredible things. And 
that uh, isn't always what you get to do when you're famous. You know, it's crazy to think about how close all that is in, in our age group. Uh, right. We're kind of expected to start doing well, that. You know, it's worse thing, for women, but like, you know, even even us. I like, think for the longest time I was saying the whole like, I want to be married in the next couple of years thing. I'm not saying that anymore. I would love to be in a relationship with the person that I intend to marry. But like, we don't have to get married right now. It's cool. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I'm down to, to not and just live life and be young. Um, I've lived here my whole life and I'm down to be somewhere else for a little bit more of the time period that I'm this young and, and getting to try different things and just just go out of my way to to live life to the fullest that's probably the coolest part about what i am now like as a pseudo celebrity i guess whatever the term is for it um i have opportunity after opportunity like i get to do so much cool shit i'll be able to travel the world and get like get to see things that other people won't be able to see like i'm looking forward to that um eventually when you and me go to japan they're going to be surrounding us not just because we're gaijin but because you know i'm a little bit of a celebrity black and brown you know, yes. someone talked about that. They, they posted a video. Like It was uh, a black content creator saying, why do y'all Asian folk always be taking pictures of us black people? Like, fuck y'all doing? That is a direct quote, and I swear that's the perfect impression of that girl. And then it was like this really like timid young Korean boy. He's like, well, honestly, you are the only black person <laughs> probably ever see in their whole lives, so they take pictures to show their family. <laughs> such a, a significant thing and it's like okay wait that's like fucked up but also that's a reasonable explanation for why it's like a big deal yeah i've heard a lot of a lot of uh, stories about like black expats or black travelers in in asia and that's how it's weird. kind of weird it's over really there weird. folks are coming up and touching your hair that's you're gonna have your, your jaden smith moment <laughs> you're can i touch your hair you know what i'm talking about oh, oh my god oh yeah <laughs> karate kid yeah he's bigger than me and stronger than me <laughs> Fucking Jane Smith and the Karate Kid was incredible. You know, Will Smith owns part of the Karate Kid franchise as a whole. He's listed oh. as a producer on Cobra Kai. And I'm like, what the fuck does Will Smith have to do with any of this? It's because he owns it. Like, the whole I thing. I wonder if, like, that... Because, like, what, weren't they talking about, like, doing a sequel to that movie? Years ago. And I think that they took so long that they can't do it anymore with his age. And also, I don't think Jaden's acting as much anymore. Yeah. Besides, I, know, I like that movie a lot, though. Like, I, 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 I liked it. I liked it back in the day. Even, even though it's, like, really cringy and, and stuff. It's like, still. You mean, like, the moment where where he's like, oh, let's go to the dancing machine, fucking DDR, where you're stepping on arrows, and then she just starts, like, break dancing and, like, doing body yeah. rolls and shit, and it's like, let's it not sexualize much, 12-year-old, 50, like, 12-year-old Asian much, girl. But I liked the, uh, I liked the scenery. I love Jackie Chan in that. His, uh, I love Jackie Chan. Always love Jackie Dude, Chan. his moment of him smashing the car and crying, amazing. That whole scene of him talking about his wife dying, and uh, I've recently gone back and watched the original Karate Kid movies. Dude, I fucking love them. Some of them are so bad. They're so aggressively bad. How but, many? There are just like three, right? Three. Trace me, amigo. And then there was like one with the girl in it. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. I know I there was one. That. I think there. So, like, fucking Cobra Kai tied it all in. Like, all yeah. three of those movies just got tied in, except the third one. And I think they're going to tie that in, in the next uh, season. Cobra Kai is one of the best things that's been put out in forever. I was so on that shit when it was a YouTube original, and I tried to put you guys on that shit early, you wouldn't budge, whatever, and then it came out on Netflix, and it was like a fucking phenomenon. Like, everyone was watching Cobra Kai. Everybody I guess I got to still watch it. Oh my gosh. Dude, you know what I'm, I just, I just glanced at my desk, and I see this, this flash keychain here. And oh yeah, you posted something about that the other so day. So, I, without telling the full story, because I, I fucking can't, 
This was a keychain that I had bought for myself senior year of high school, but it broke. But it broke in a way that the metal part of the the keychain, like that goes inside of this, snapped in half. So there was no way to fix it. Like there was no way because with you just screw it back in. But the the nail itself was broken. So it became this symbolic ornament of something for a long time, and then it was buried in a place for not hysterically long, but more recently. It's been retrieved, and then I fucking repaired it. I cut open the Miles Morales Funko Pop keychain, and then I, like, dug into this. I pulled out the metal piece, and I screwed it back in, so I have the original Flash keychain back on my keys. And I love – it's, like, my favorite, like, good luck charm or whatever. But to, like, see it back on my keys now is kind of, like, a really weird, cathartic feeling of, like, I never thought I'd be able to put that back on my keys. But here we are. That's the old lost. Yeah, but not even to get into like the fuck because I can't publicly get into the roller coaster that it was to get that, get that back. Good God. Um, But that like I've recently gotten into a lot of like bullshit symbolism in my life, as in like outside of religion with that is not bullshit symbolism and like prayer and stuff. I also have like good luck charms. It's mainly the two. Mm. It's the keychain, and then it's this ring. It's my grandfather's ring that for years thought was terribly bad luck, but uh, now it's it feels like it's good luck. I feel like every time I'm wearing it, only positive movements are happening in my life. And a couple days ago, like a, like a little under a week ago, I uh, took it off to go work out, and something really irritating and upsetting happening happened to me when I wasn't wearing it. And now I'm like, I can never take it off. I have to be wearing it at all times. And a nice, uh, nice, nice spirits around it. Yeah, got a nice helpful gin by you, dude. We're not gonna get on, get onto gin in this podcast, dude. <laughs> get into the old world, the old world, old school Muslim witchcraft. Not it's not witchcraft by Muslims, but Muslim people involved and people who are involved in witchcraft and people putting curses on my family and old relics called Taoises, which are basically talismans. We, have, being we have like a, a Halloween episode where we can talk about all the spiritual stuff. Oh my god, right? Season 5, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we could, we could totally do a spooky episode of the pod. But, um, guys, we're, I'm going to wrap this up here. We're back. We're going to be doing these weekly again. Uh, I really needed to take this hiatus. Thank you guys for letting me take this nice long break from it. I needed to get my mental house in order. And I have, and I feel like I'm in a much better spot to be able to do this in a far more productive way. So it's been nice. I love sharing my life with you guys. And uh, Zay, you got anything else to say before I give the last tagline? Uh, no, do it, bro. The, the tagline, guys. I wrote this in my, my one million follower post, which you guys haven't seen on Instagram. You should watch. It's a beautiful montage. You get to see a lot of little Isaiah and little Huston, which I think is great. Um, but I sincerely hope your bad days are your best stories. Have a great rest of your day.